Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. He's Tim Bat. I'm Guy Montgomery. And this, well, this is a dumpster. Together, we're best known for watching bad movies too often. But as the world turns to custard, we got a new thing going on. We want to create the world's first ever trillionaire and then swiftly remove the world's first ever trillionaire, dispersing their funds to humanity at large. We're taking your ideas, pitching them against each other until we find one winner. Welcome to Killionaire. You can start it if you want, or I can start it. It's totally up to I'm you. I'm just feeling really vulnerable at the moment, Tim. Welcome to Killionaire, everybody. I'm starting the episode because Guy's feeling a little bit vulnerable. I'm feeling really vulnerable at the moment, everyone. Do you want to talk about it before we kind of get to the episode? I'd rather not go into it. We're just going to leave that sitting there. I'm going to pour myself a glass of water. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is the exact energy that we want while we plot to create and then murder a trillionaire for comedy purposes. This discussion is occurring for comedy purposes, you see. Um, however, it is my great honor to welcome to this session of pitches Brooks who is a Twitter-famous, milk-guzzling, occasionally COVID-catching, I believe recently, Indeed. adventurer who uh, has just shown us that he has a glass of the, the cold white stuff to hand for the session. Uh, Brooks, it's so nice to see you. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Excited you to You feeling pitch. okay now? Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly over it, just a minor cough hanging around. Cool, man. I'm glad to hear that. Nothing a, a glass of milk a day shouldn't sort out, am I right? Exactly. Freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to that later. But um, I would love to bring in our second picture today, uh, and that's someone we haven't met before, uh, Mehdi. Yes. Now, how how did I do on the name? It's perfect. Okay. Cool. I feel like you, you, you are I think you're being pl- generous. You're placating us. Yeah, I feel like we could say anything and you go, yeah, you, you got there's, it. And then afterwards you'll badmouth us, rightly. There's a South Pacific buffer that I'm allowing. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. needed, I think. I've, I've always loved the way that we flatten vowels. And then on this call, I realized just how much sort of hazardous sort of airtime that creates do you know what i've been telling people recently especially international people well i think international people already know this but the classic kiwi accent the real tip-off is that we pronounce t's as d's in pretty much every word and if you ever listen to our prime minister jacinda ardern say the word water water 
every time. Water. I'd love a glass of water. Water. She's real heavy on the day. She's like, water. Well, I tell you, if you're listening along right now, you could go back, check the tape, because I did say at the start of this episode, I'm going to get myself a glass of water. I'm going to pour myself a glass of water. Okay. <laughs> and I'd like to think I really fucking hung something on that <laughs> you're, tea. You're quite good at en- enunciating, you know, the, well, thank the you. and stuff. Though. Anyway, listen, here's how this works. We've got two gentlemen here brimming with ideas. Um, or idea. To select who will pitch first, I have written down on the notebook in front of me um, a star sign. And this is, can you please Google the star sign? Yeah. Whoever picks the closest star sign to the one that I have picked. insane. This is like, yeah. (laughs) Well, we were doing numbers for so long, like whoever picks the closest number and I'm bored of it. Okay. So we're experimenting with the form. Um, So uh, Mehdi, can you Uh, please pick a star sign first? I'm like 50-50 on what exactly a star sign is, so I'm going to say Capricorn. Perfect. Okay. And Brooks? Uh, Is Aquarius a star sign? It certainly is. Not only is it one, it is the one I wrote down. So, Brooks, you yes. have won. Thank God we don't have to go through the calendar to figure <laughs> out who was closer. Absolutely. But, I mean, for what it's worth, you chose Capricorn, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't, is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Capricorn is right next to Aquarius. So, you were, you were both right in that um, ballpark of the, the calendar. So, Brooks, yes. tell me, would you like to pitch first or second today? I will pitch first. Fantastic. Ah. Check out okay. the big balls on Brooks, see? Eh? Yeah, come out swinging. Those big old milky balls. Jesus. <laughs> Maddie, I'm going to put you on mute for uh, the duration of this pitch, I, and then I, we'll be right yeah. with you. I feel like I've swung from vulnerable to overzealous, <laughs> and I'd like to apologize to our listeners and, most importantly, to Brooks. I'll not mention your milky, milky testes again. Appreciate it. All right. Dive in. The floor is yours. Excellent. And uh, it's covered in milk. Jesus, man. Yeah, you go ahead. I'm you know sorry. when to get out of the pool, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. The milky pool. Uh, good evening, fellas. All of the proposals I've heard on previous installments of Killionaire follow the same misguided pattern of creating a trillionaire. They all try to take a billionaire and generate enough additional wealth to switch that B to a T. It simply doesn't work. I propose we flip that paradigm on its head and come at this problem from a radical new angle. I put to you that the wealth we need to amass in order to reach a trillion dollars is already out there. We don't need to make it, we just need to consolidate it. In order to move forward with this endeavor, it is helpful to first look to the past for inspiration. Who in history has more success consolidating both money and power than the royal families of Europe? We're talking about kings and queens here, fellas. Sure, they would occasionally wage wars and coups on each other, but that is neither here nor there. Their main way of consolidating power was through marriage. They would take their enemies and make them family, economically tying the two parties together and moving moving forward. The wealthiest billionaires have between 100 and $200 billion apiece, meaning the combined wealth of roughly seven of the top 10 richest people in the world sums up to a 13-digit figure crossing that magical trillion dollar line. Now, and I am not, now I am not suggesting that we parent trap or Cupid's arrow seven, seven billionaires in order to make them all fall in love. That leaves way too much to chance. 
we need a safer bet to get them all into both the metaphorical and literal marital bed together. Therefore, I suggest we Gorilla Glue, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, both Google guys, and Zuckerberg all together. That stuff is permanent. After seven years of living bound together, they will legally enter into a polyamorous common law marriage, at which point that which used to belong to seven individuals is now theirs. All that cash now belongs to a single entity, a seven-person pod. Boom. Trillionaire created. At this point, I'm sure you're thinking, what an incredible idea. It's wonderfully simple. Elegant, even. Well, I encourage you to hold on to your proverbial butts because it's about to get better. Even more elegant. Because not only will this polyamorous common law marriage pod create the world's first trillionaire, it will also lead to said trillionaire's untimely demise. For the most part, all we have to do is sit back, relax, and watch the inevitable bloodbath. At this point, it's just a waiting game. While they may not have seen each other as romantic partners before being covered in industrial strength adhesive and stuck together, they will, at this point, have been inseparable companions for going on a decade. What are they going to do? Not fuck each other? And you just know at least some of them are going to catch feelings. It would be nearly impossible not to. Historically, the majority of these guys have not had a great track record in regards to marriage. Lots of divorces in their collective past. Now, I don't want to slander anyone here, but you mean to tell me that they weren't stepping out? Consider the egos involved. I find that hard to believe. In any case, their lack of fidelity is going to lead to the downfall of this pod and more importantly, lead to an unprecedented redistribution of wealth. Due to their aforementioned relationship shortcomings, jealousy, lust, and mistrust, we'll all find the gluescape we have created fertile ground to lay seed. In short order, their lovers, lovers' quarrels will put them at each other's throats, but because they are still attached, there will be no going for a walk, no sleeping on the couch tonight, no spending the weekend at their sister's. They can't file for another divorce. What would be the point? Even if the judge were to grant it, in another seven years, they're back to being common law married. There's literally no escape. No, instead their negative feelings towards each other will continue to simmer until they have reached the rolling boil of murder. That's right. I can almost guarantee that our trillionaire pod will do all the dirty work for us and take out at least five of each other off the board. Since they are married, all that wealth doesn't go anywhere. It stays with the surviving members of this C-suite septuple. But on the minuscule off chance that they don't start in on each other, it wouldn't take much of a spark to set off the horny, horny tinderbox that this collection of the world's greatest capitalists chemically fastened together. A whisper in an ear here, a forged letter there. If we channel our inner Iagos, then they will start dropping like flies. When the pod is majority corpses, we will enact our endgame. We start laying the guilt on thick. Maybe we ceaselessly play a recording of a heartbeat, some real telltale heart shit. You get the idea. Between the regret, the psychological warfare we wage, and the smell of their decomposing husbands, they aren't long for this world. Romeo and Juliet, eat your hearts out. After the final member perishes at his own hands, we reveal our machinations and reap the rewards. 
You are welcome, world. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Brooks, for that incredibly strong pitch. Beautiful and harrowing sort of art idea. Yeah, I, I really feel like you were referencing Shakespeare and uh, I feel in the presence of a master storyteller who has been strumming yeah. my pain with his fingers. When, yeah, when you first started talking about uh, marriage and you know the, the fusion of assets, I sort of thought you were equating marriage with business acquisition and thinking of one of, you know, like going on one of these business, absorbing the others. But at no point until you outlined it could I have imagined that you were going to suggest we um, gorilla glue. This must be the strongest glue. It's the strongest glue I know of. Um, and I think glues? we could get them to uh, to sponsor us. They, they they seemingly got involved when that poor woman like what did her hair and eyelids in the stuff on, on Twitter. What? Oh, yeah. That's worth Googling for sure. Can you just give us the cliff notes? Uh, she went to the ER and they basically said, mm, we don't know. Oh, wow. And, so uh, the, there's, there's no known sort of um, anti-adhesive for this stuff. That's how strong the glue is. I think. I mean, I think Gorilla Glue got involved and maybe sent some anti-adhesive, but I don't know. <laughs> sent some I... more glue? <laughs> like, surely if you develop a glue this strong, you have to also develop the anti-adhesive. You would hope um, there's a law along those lines. These are not the type of questions that Brooks should be answering right now. Um, you should be answering questions about the plan. This is our chance to interrogate and kick at the I, tires. I, look, I, know, the, I, I just want to shoot the breeze. Uh, look, it's a it's a great idea. I think um, how are we going to get the seven of them in a room together to begin with? And then how are we actually going to physically, you know, pin them down or get the glue onto these people's bodies? And what parts of the bodies? How are they connected together? Uh, I don't think the, the what parts is, is that big of a deal. Uh, if, if, if they're together, they're together. I mean, they'd probably prefer if it was, you know, all a pinky finger. But for our purposes, you know, we could do head to foot to, to you know, hand to stomach, whatever whatever we can get. Um, as, to, as to where, uh, I don't know. I think they all live in California. So you, you imagine we'd throw some sort of billionaire barbecue. They'd probably just... hang out anyway, to be honest. They'd probably get together and figure out how to like stop getting taxed mm. or, or mm -hmm. continue to prevent being taxed. Um, you've really, I mean, glossed over the, um, the how they sort of fit together part. And it's interesting, Brooks, because you are far from the first person who has suggested um, combining uh, a few of these billionaires together in some sort of fused fashion. Uh, we've had like a human centipede pitch previously, mm. which is sort of the most disgusting so version of what you've proposed. Human centrillionaire, I yes. think they said. But I mean, and you, not to be outdone, you've coined your own phrases here. You've got your C-suite septuple. That is, that is beautiful. The polyamorous common law marriage pod, which I think I like for the banality of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also, can I just say, and this isn't relevant to the concept itself, but just as a detail on your pitch, um, the point at which you said, what are they going to do? Not fuck each other. That was a real high point for me. I like that a lot. Um, now, the them being glued together for seven years, and then uh, at that point, the law switches to them being in what in New Zealand we refer to as a de facto relationship, where it has the same legal status as marriage. Um, there is a requirement for that to be a romantic relationship. It seems like you've sort of figured out that component where we're playing some sort of psychological Cupid with these guys. Yeah, we've, um, we've also got 50 states over here in America. I'm sure we no. could find one of their laws that would, would benefit us and just chuck them in that one. 
there was going to be my question. Are you familiar with? Is it because in New Zealand, I think it only takes like two years to achieve. I think it's three years. I think for de facto. Seven feels like a long wait. Yeah, and it feels like there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, you know, God knows that being part of this common law, polyamorous common law marriage pod, uh, it's probably going to have an impact on their business, their ability to operate the day-to-day functionality of all of their billion-dollar companies. I don't even think of that, but that's a really good point. I mean, like, what do we think about these guys finally cross the seven-year threshold to qualify as a, a one union, but all of a sudden all of their, you know, there's going to be whippersnappers nipping at their heels. We're going to be looking at, you know, the next Amazon or the next Meta. Like, how do we how do we protect against that? Hmm. Well, seven was a number that I uh, pulled out of my ass, uh, so it okay. could be shorter, which would be helpful. Uh, but let's let's stick I'm going to Google it because that's what I said. Um, they've if we if we, if you jump seven years in the past and look at the the wealthiest people, I think you would find that it's pretty much this this same list. I think maybe Elon wouldn't have been on it. Um, yeah. But I also picked seven individuals to kind of pad that number a little bit. Depending on who you picked, you could have gotten away with as few as six. Um, so while they may not in seven years be the wealthiest individuals, I think we would still get across that They'd trillion still dollar line. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I just think it's a, it's a question worth asking, and and we leave no stone uh, unturned here. Uh, undoubtedly, like I wouldn't want you to take my idea if you weren't you know rig- rigorously testing okay. it. And that's why you know it does. Yeah. Sorry, just a quick update from Google. Seemed like we will need to kidnap them and uh, traffic them to a different state whose laws we will be running under because oh, California doesn't recognize California doesn't recognize any kind of unwedded uh, de facto relationship. Just going to make for a, uh, another rough day for these billionaires because yeah. I'm sure that being gorilla glued in and of itself is frustrating. But to have to relocate to Idaho or whatever the fuck, Idaho seems a, like a safe a bet. Pain in the arras now. Uh, I've got no further questions. Nor I. I'm going to put so, you on hold now, Brooks. Sounds good. And uh, Maddie, we are now going to take your pitch. How are you feeling? Are you ready? Oh, I, I got to use the bathroom, but that's good energy to have. That's oh, that, is, that, will, that will really communicate a sense of urgency to what you're saying. <laughs> and this is urgent. We're running out of time, this folks. Is, the planet's oh, running out of time. Okay. All right. The floor is yours. I'm just going to shoot from the hip. So... My pitch has a pretty intricate setup, so I'm just going to kind of gloss over that and get to the meat. In Utah, there is a place called Skinwalker Ranch, and there's a lot of weird stuff involved in that area. Uh, But for our purposes, the main thing we're going to focus on is the fact that it is theorized to be the nexus of our dimension and a parallel dimension. Yeah, can, so, I don't usually interrupt these pictures, but first of all, can I just say, very cute that you think I don't know what Skinwalker Ranch is. Uh, well, Come on, man. I don't know what gets gets over there. Guy no. probably does. I don't know what Skinwalker Ranch is. All right. So anyway, what you guys are going to have to do is probably Tim, because of his Luciferian na- energy, uh, he's going to go to Jeff Bezos and tell him, look, Jeff, you're not going to beat Elon to space. You're not going to beat him to Mars. You're not going to beat him to Saturn. Or you're not going to be able to have sex with the first alien. That's all Elon. You need to reshift. You need to shift your focus to being the first one in an alternate dimension. And I know just the place. Because while you're doing that, Guy goes out to Utah. And he convinces the current owner. I 
you'll figure it out. Uh, Madam Skinwalker. Yeah, uh, uh, Skinwalker Esquire Jr. Um, You tell him, look, I know a guy. I don't have the money now. We're going to have to buy this place on credit, but I know a guy. You've never heard of him, uh, but he's a multi-billionaire. So he's going to buy the this place from us and then we'll pay you back double what you purchased and you know guy he does his whole uh uh, uh car sales car salesman kind of yeah, deal yeah. you know you know how it is many times yeah that's my most yeah. famous shtick <laughs> uh so what you are essentially doing is going to, uh, you're going to convince jeff to you're going to tell him that this ranch, you're selling it for $1 trillion. He's going to say, I don't have $1 trillion. I'm, you know, short on cash. So you just tell him, look, you're going to be able to go to an alternate dimension. You can start Amazon all over again. You can go to a dimension where people don't make fun of your laugh. You can do all the stuff. Why do you need to hold on to Blue Origin and Amazon and all this? So he starts selling off all his assets until he hits one trillion dollars and then when he goes over to the skinwalker ranch you fail to mention like i failed to mention that there are creatures that walk out of the portals to alternate dimensions that do mutilate cows so you don't tell him that he goes through the hole and he either starves to death or one of the cow mutilators do eat his uh, eyes out of his uh, sockets and so you have his money you are free of uh, uh any sort of legal repercussion because you didn't kill him it was the it was the faceless monster that came out of the sky portal the chupacabra and... okay i'm not gonna quibble but sure uh <laughs> it's not quite that um and so and he gets, you know, if he survives, which, you know, is against the, I'm bending the rules, but he does, if he survives, he gets to start Amazon 2 on a different plane of existence. So, uh, everybody wins. Well, thank you very much. Um, if you, just before we get into the questions, is that, that yeah, that feels like that a felt like the to me, right? conclusion, I, yeah? I, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. All right. Now. Okay. Can I like offer a, a small punch up on this idea? Because I okay. I love it. Um, just a small tweak. Should we maybe pitch the interdimensional portal element to Bezos in the fact that we are, it is getting increasingly hard to extract the resources and labor that Bezos seems to feast on here to keep the growth of Amazon alive. So now he has to like reach his hand through the window to a whole other plane of existence to pull resources out of the upside down. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it could be that. It could be, you know, he he's already at the top. So it's like new game plus for him. Yeah, so. true. I, I, I Billionaires got, love that shit. Uh, yeah, I got a little bit. So initially in your... Um, in your pitch, you were talking about Elon Musk and say, saying to Elon, sitting Elon down and saying, "Look, it's not going to happen. You're not going to win the space race." Is that correct? No, we're saying that to no. Bezos. Saying He's that to Bezos. Be so this is all focused Elon. on Bezos. Yeah, you're going to be bested by Elon. So I got, yes. I got my wires crossed. Okay, understood. So this is purely we're concentrating on Jeff Bezos and we're leveraging his fear or jealousy or inferiority against Elon Musk to sort of lure him into making decisions that we control. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think 
I, I, I don't know if Jeff Bezos is a narcissistic person or maybe he, he I don't There's know if he's humble. There's a chance he is. I think it's yeah. pretty safe, uh, yeah. safe money. Yeah, I, be I believe he probably is. Uh, I mean, look, I don't know a lot about the Skinwalker Ranch, so it's uh, it's difficult for me to to judge. Just you know, the this might be a good opportunity to uh, um, elucidate a little bit on Skinwalker Ranch, uh, Medi, if you'd be so kind. Okay. Do you want to tell us some sure. things that happened there? So, um, it's got a lot of standard spooky stuff to it, like stuff being moved without you know, yeah, anyone moving it, and it has, like I mentioned. Cow mutilations, pretty standard. Uh, but the reason why people think it is a nexus of dimensions is because two separate people have uh, have said on record that they saw either a hole in the sky, and it was at the night sky, but through the hole it was daytime. And then at another point, uh, scientists, uh, yeah. it was yeah, scientists he saw a hole and a faceless creature walking through it. So uh, I think I, I'm just going to take all that at face value and yeah. say it is the nexus of dimensions. As well, you might. And I mean, the, the other thing to think about here is I feel like we could appeal to Jeff's desire to get to space by virtue of the fact that multiple dimensions, you know, like all of these interdimensional planets or, you know, places exist in the, in our conception of what space is. Uh-huh. So I feel oh, like... Oh, so this is a kind of space exploration. Yeah, it's like, you know, Elon's okay. going the traditional route. You've got the power of the supernatural on your side sure. if you follow us to the Skinwalker sure, Ranch. Sure, sure, and sure, that sure. works in favor of the pitch. Okay, I like that a lot. I Look, I follow this. Um, I'm pretty familiar with Skinwalker Ranch. Brag about it. One thing, sorry, the one bit that I, I might have missed, sorry, how how are we obtaining ownership of the ranch to be in a position to sell it? On credit. Well, we, yeah. We're just making so, offer, to, like that's just a pretty straightforward transaction. Yeah, you don't you don't disclose because you don't want them going straight to Bezos, but you just tell him, I know a guy, I'm his in-between, so you sell it to me. And whether or not you want to uphold that bargain is, you know, yeah. I, it's it's up to you. Okay, if you gotcha. just want to pocket it. And then, I guess, I mean, I'm going to ignore my punch-ups to your plan. How do you? How does this get Bezos to over the trillion dollar mark? Did I miss that as well? I've been hearing a lot of pitches today, so my my brain is quite soupy. So he starts when when you start convincing him that you know, you're not going to beat Elon to space. You say, we have this ranch, we're selling it for a trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. And he says, I don't have a trillion dollars. And so you say, look, Bezos, you don't have any need for Blue Origin or Amazon or uh, the MMORPG that you started or Lord of the Rings. You have a chance to go to another dimension. Get rid of all that stuff. Uh, sell it to Mark. Sell so, it to yeah, yeah. Elon. He's getting liquid. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting super liquid. Okay. Super liquid. I think we've heard everything we need to from both parties, if you're happy, Tim. And now, in an unprecedented and very surprising angle for this episode of Kellyanir TV, a third player has entered the arena. Hello, Samantha. Um, Samantha, if you don't mind, I might just explain to everyone what's happened thus far. 
Okay. Samantha has joined us twice previously on Killian TV. Uh, in our first ever pitch session, um, she put forward an idea, a fantastic idea, which we failed to record. Then she joined us earlier today mm-hmm. to re-pitch so that we could hear the idea and have it recorded for all of you. And for some reason, the application we're using to record all of these did not record her part of it. So what I have asked is for Samantha to rejoin us and compete in this current session of Killioneer. Samantha, this will be the third time that we've heard your idea, but um, would you like to pitch it again? Yes, absolutely. We'd like to hear it again. In that case, the floor is yours. Great. So my pitch for how to elevate uh, the world's two most wealthiest billionaire men to the status of trillionaire, at which point we can then uh, take all of that money and distribute it to people who would use it for simple things like food and healthcare would be to pit uh, the egos of Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk against one another in a race to the bottom of the ocean in separate submersibles in order for them to recoup a massive Spanish galleon's worth of gold, silver, and jewels from a ship that sunk off the coast of Cartagena in 1708. It was English uh, ships fighting Spanish over the rights to continue to colonize and extract mineral wealth from Central and South America. The Spanish ship sunk completely and the treasure has never been recovered. It's long been storied and rumored that there is a vast well sitting at the bottom of the Caribbean Sea. And a few years ago, using um, like radar technology, the ship has been located it's also been confirmed to be this exact uh spanish galleon the san jose because it has these very unique runner cannons that were along the uh, gunnels that look like dolphins it's estimated to contain 14.43 billion dollars in current u.s currency and my idea is to have Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk each get a um, submersible that can travel about 40 meters per second. So getting down to the ocean floor in that area is about two hours. And then with attached scooper arms, collect as much up of this treasure out of this sunken ship and surface with it. They will go down over the course of a week. It will be a regatta. And then every day the amount of treasure that they collect will be weighed and valued. While this is happening, we will be running bets on how much of this treasure that they can bring up per day and who will be the winner overall. We will be offering traditional betting in Las Vegas. We will also be offering some form of cryptocurrency and NFT-based betting that they can get a part of a slice of that treasure right away, which will further drive them to gather the most treasure, gather the most treasure. We can also offset costs of sending them up and down. Submersibles are expensive by putting corporate sponsorship on the side of these vehicles. And then on the very last day, when they have scraped up as much treasure as they can, we will simply hit a kill switch and then their vehicles will never come back up. 
Oh, and we can take all of the money and return it to um, like indigenous and people uh, who were brought over uh, forcibly in Central and South America. And that is Every my time I hear this pitch, it gets cleaner. Yeah, I gotta say, better. you know, you've, been, you, you've benefited from uh, multiple pitches because that was, I would say, not just like from you, but that was probably the most streamlined and clearly articulated pitch we've had. Um, I mean, you really know, great, Samantha. The third time you haven't, you haven't let the curse, uh, you know, shake your spirits, and I appreciate that. I've look, got, as we've said before, there's a lot to love, guy. Yeah, yeah. Any I questions? mean, look, I, I, I've got. In this instance, I have no questions. Obviously, the fourteen point four three billion dollars. It doesn't sound like a lot, and it's not. In the scheme of a trillion dollars, it doesn't even really touch the sides, but. The idea is the luster of like jewels and gold and buried treasure and the media appeal of competing against one another, a chance to settle some sort of, you know, imagined score between billionaires is um I I think the the profit opportunities that that will generate with running gambling, yeah. selling advertorials on the side of the uh, you know, submersibles. I do believe, I honestly think if this event went forward the amount of money that would come across the books in Vegas, or you know, if you if you just go on Betfair or some sort of gambling website, would be astronomical. Yeah, it's all about the gambling aspect to generate it, the money. Yeah, to, to me, you've found a really nice premise and a beautiful wrapper for what is essentially like an international gambling opportunity, and yes. one from which we would need to, you know, we would need to have enough money to take on all these bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. You, you move it around, you know. Yeah, you've you got you, half yeah, paying yeah. the other half. Um, yes, and I love the simplicity of the death plot as well. It's just like, yeah, and we chucked a kill switch in the I know, stuff. like, <laughs> do you know what's crazy? Third time I've heard it, it's never occurred to me until now to ask anyone who they think would actually win because that's not what it's about. No. It's about hitting the kill switch on these submersibles. Who would win, Samantha, between Bezos and Musk in an underwater race to jewels? Uh, I would say Bezos because he's been into space and that's the smallest vehicle that's been traveled in the furthest and the fastest. I feel like because yeah. those submersibles are very small. So if you're not comfortable being in like, I don't know, a weird old elevator, like yeah. something like that while also sinking into yeah. the dark. And you feel like Elon would dash off some inane tweet halfway to the bottom of the ocean and fucking yeah. derail his entire, you know. We can't yeah. have Elon crashing moon, one on say. day one, and all of a sudden yeah, that beating money's worthless. Access yeah. while they're in the submersibles, because then they could absolutely affect the outcome. Yeah, uh, I mean, you've probably answered all the questions by virtue of us asking them previously, <laughs> so you wrapped them in the pitch. So I'm good. We're going to put you on hold, Samantha. We're going to discuss, and we're going to pick a winner. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, it's a tricky situation, Tim. I mean... It's awesome. We've got three fantastic pitches to choose from. All completely from. different. It really shows... All very different. You know, in the marketplace of ideas, yeah. we are rich. We certainly are. Tr- trillionaires uh, of so ideas. So, let's circle back. We've okay. got Brooks. Mm. Yes. He's got, yeah, you know, down and dirty, keep it simple, Glow stupid. a bunch of rich Glow a bunch of rich together. people together until... All of their money belongs to one entity and then wait for them to eliminate one another. We've got Maddie, who's buying Skinwalker Ranch. We're buying Skinwalker Ranch. We're all buying Skinwalker Ranch to get um, Jeff there. Yeah. We're beating down his ego by telling him that Elon's going to destroy him in any race he could conceive of, except the greatest race of all, the race to another dimension. That's right. And then we're trusting on some of the freaky, spooky, supernatural occurrings of Skimwalker Ranch to eliminate Jeff Bezos, keeping our hands clean, while he's also worth a trillion dollars because he's liquidated or sold all of the assets he has in the hopes of buying this for roughly $1 trillion. Samantha Ocean. Yeah. Bezos vs. Musk to the jewels in an 18th century sunken Spanish galleon. And we're clearing a lot of money through Las Vegas. They're Mm -hmm. all strong ideas. Honestly. Honestly. And it's almost unfair to the others because we're rewarding Samantha for having to live through the hardship we created by not having reported. Well, all I'm saying is this. You're saying she's got the strongest pitch? I think she does. I really do. I really... I I like the Skinwalker Ranch angle although it isn't it isn't very clear to me on in terms of how the trillion dollars kind of comes up and also the kind of leaving it to an interdimensional monster is the primary method of killing it's fun trillionaire. But it's, it's fun but it's risky yeah i i mean and look brooks is simple it's glue yeah it comes down to glue <laughs> well it's i think you're underselling it He's thought about it so thoughtfully. Absolutely. It's but glue, but it's also like the passage of time. It's it's um what is the, the propensity for humans to fall in love with whoever's around them. Yes. You know? But what does it hinge on? Glue? Yeah, it hinges on glue. Yeah, that's true. It hinges on these guys being glued together and the glue being strong. 
All right. Well, we know that Brooks has a dinner engagement. We do. So we must rush. I I'm I I, I mean I don't know how it's going to go down in the room because this is a world first for Killianair TV. But I it, we're going to have to give it to the Invader. In my opinion, I I, I, I think agree. it's Samantha's. I think logically you're correct. You can do this. Okay. Look, welcome back. Uh, we missed you all while we were talking to each other. I certainly did. I don't know if Tim did. I but did. The whole time I was saying I, I wish I wish we had the gang back together. Uh all really strong ideas. It feels like the Beatles because, yeah. the, oh, there's five of us. Yeah. Damn it. Like I forgot Beatles. that me and Guy aren't one person. Um, You know, we, we we haven't experienced this before. You go ahead. I didn't come out from behind, did I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it would be incredible if you did. But look, here's the long and short of it. We've got an interdimensional pitch relying on some supernatural murder for someone who hopefully will be a trillionaire after selling everything. We've got Gorilla Glue and the Power of Love via proximity. And then we've got this underwater race slash betting ring. And they've all got their own merits and they're all good ideas. But honestly, I'm going to cut to the chase here. Samantha, you have benefited from the curse that was uh, holding you back. That third pitch, honestly... It was a masterclass. It encompassed everything you could hope it did. And I've seen way worse TED Talks. By the end of it, I was believing in the value of this. Like, not just in the world of the show, but as a premise, it works for me. And that is why your idea will be going forward. Congratulations, Samantha. Um, Brooks, do you want to say anything as one of the co-losers of this round? Uh, as a proud co-loser, um, I would like to congratulate both the winner uh, and my competition. Uh, great pitches all around. i got to say, they were great pitches it's all so around. so magnanimous. Mm-hmm. Maddie, would you like to say anything? Uh, 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 yeah, fair enough. I'd be yeah, furious yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, if I was you, I'd be spewing. Absolutely. <laughs> that, uh, that's I'm what not, I meant to say. I'm me. <laughs> And then Samantha in victory. Can you tell us how it feels? Give these guys just a glimpse into what it feels like to join the winner's circle. Feels really, really good. Like <laughs> inside here. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know that would drive me nuts if I'd lost. But <laughs> thankfully, I'm just an adjudicator, not a competitor. <laughs> thank you all for your time, for your fantastic pitches. We really appreciate it. And thank you for watching Killionaire TV and this maybe final episode. I don't actually know what order. We don't know I'm what the running order is, in, but but uh, if it is, thanks for watching. And if it's get not, your votes in. Yeah, and we'll see you on the internet. But if it's not, um, then you know we'll look forward to the next episode. Okay, bye. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.